0: Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Now there's something else that... Uh... I believe that a person ought to have some idea about before uh, he studies the book uh, Book of Revelation. And that's a historical background from uh, emperor's standpoint. What uh, what time did the writer live? Rome was certainly in power. Of course, Rome was uh, reigning when Jesus was born, you see. And uh, so... uh, uh, the the point uh, uh, the, uh, this will indicate that it was uh, during the times of persecution. Even John being on the Isle of uh, uh, Isle of Patmos uh it may not uh show what crime he committed, how severe or how severe his punishment, but at least uh he was at least on the Isle of Patmos. Now some interpret that he was there for preaching the gospel. That he went over in order to preach the gospel on the Isle of Patmos. Some say he went over there in order to receive the revelation from God. But now that 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 you you got to you got the war you got to have a warped mind to believe that because the way the scriptures present it is that he was there because he had been faithful to God. He had been preaching the gospel. See. And for the witness, the testimony of God, for the testimony and the witness that he had already given. He didn't go out on a barren island, uh, uh, to, to receive this revelation. He went there because there was some persecution, alright? We know, uh, that there was some persecution because Antipas, a faithful, uh, brother, had been martyred. See, we find that in, in, uh, uh the first two chapters in the church uh letters all right then and uh, not on that but uh uh others uh, were warned in the third chapter of imprisonment 2:10 and 3:10 revelation 2:10 3:10 10, 10. Uh, they warned of imprisonment warned of being martyred and each one of them is talking about he that overcomes there was, uh, tribulation. There was persecution going on. How severe? We don't know. But, uh, and then the churches, it was, uh, late enough in history for the churches to depart from their first love and faithfulness. Ephesus, the one thing against them, all, oh, there's a lot of commendable things said about Ephesus, see, but the one thing against them was leaving their first love. Well now, uh, you can't, uh, put, uh, uh, someone writing this letter, uh, admitting that they, at one time, they were zealous and full of, uh, uh, vim and vigor and, and fire for the Lord and had a, uh, uh, zealous spirit and attitude. Uh, and, well, if, if you can't put uh, it right and say, well, now, during the time they were that way, you had to wait to let love kind of die down. So you got a little cold, a little, and uh, neglected one another see and neglected love toward god so uh those are just little waymarks from the book itself to show you that it was a, a late period all right well how late uh, there were only really two men that uh, uh really persecuted uh, uh the christians in the uh up to uh, Domitian's time and that was nero and Domitian. well nero Uh, uh, we take note of him because a lot of people say it was written in his time. Well, Nero came to power when he was 17 years old. His mother had his father, Claudius, put to death. And then five years later, Nero had his mother murdered. And then immediately took his young wife, Octavia, and uh, had her executed, charging her with adultery. And then he married Papea, his mistress, and then it wasn't long until Nero personally, with his big brogan, kicked her to death, put her to death by using the shoe on him well uh now <clears throat> Nero then uh when the city burned uh they they uh, the whisper got out. The rumor got out that he's the one that did it. see, and he did do it. The purpose and no uh, i mean is uh, um, uh, no doubt about it, and the, the, because he wanted to rebuild Rome, that was the only reason he wanted to modernize. He was a great builder, he was an architect, he wanted to to build it, and so uh he he burnt the thing and while it was burning, he was fiddling and singing you know about the the song of Troy, the burning of troy well uh but this brought a a very unhealthy reaction, uh, uh, in the army and uh, among the citizenship. And the army turned against Nero. And they sought to capture him, arrest him, but before he, they could arrest him, he did like, uh, Hitler. He committed suicide. And then the tale got out. And now I'm just now getting to the point what might affect Revelation. The tale got out, well, uh, he just escaped he run they didn't believe that he was killed and they said he escaped and went to Persia and nobody would believe it they said well now he's coming back the ones that still believed in Nero oh he'll come back he'll come back and he'll uh, put an end to his enemies and then after time uh, went along to to prove that uh, Nero was dead that he couldn't uh, be living this time of the year these many years so they said well He's dead, but he's gonna rise again. He's gonna come forth from the grave, and and they, and they uh, went everywhere preaching that. And the Sibylline Articles, uh, this uh, uh, apocalyptic literature, writes about, tells about how he's going to come with Persia from Persia with a great army and come into Rome. All right. Uh, there are those that take uh, Revelation 17 uh, and say which was uh which is, see, and which is to come. The beast that was, is not, and yet is. See. They uh there are those that say, well now Revelation is uh, uh belongs to that literature because there he is. Look at that. That writer believes in the myth of Nero being raised from dead. Alright now uh, uh Revelation can be true without that referring to Nero. There's no uh, there's no reference to it. There's not one reference uh, in the book of Revelation to any known apocalyptic piece of writing, book. The book of Revelation abounds in just casual references to the book of Daniel, an Old Testament. As though that the reader of the book of Revelation is familiar with Daniel, familiar with Ezekiel, familiar with Isaiah. And Jeremiah. He doesn't, uh, now talk about the theme of this book of Revelation. Behold, he cometh. Behold, he cometh with clouds. Where does that go back to? Daniel 7, 13, 14. See, uh, and they're just, uh, uh, reference after reference. But, now, uh, uh, but I, I was giving you a background here with reference to Nero. Alright, Nero, uh, Nero, uh, did, uh, like to, uh, be, you know, considered, uh, very worthy. He liked to, uh, be considered a god. Even his coins was alright for him. But Domitian, who, uh, now he passed away, uh, Nero's reign ended in about 69 A.D. But Domitian, uh, was in somewhere around 96, uh, A.D. So, but, by the time Domitian came on the scene, while they, he taught everybody and all had a, all the citizens, uh, all the Roman citizens call him, uh, Lord and God. Uh, worthy art thou was one of his favorite, uh, respects. Alright, now that expression occurs in Revelation. Worthy art thou, see? Worthy art thou to take the book? To open it? To open, break the seals? See? worthy art thou why because thou was slain you see alright uh, but uh, and, and Domitian well, when he used his, when his wife went with him to any public place they had to address him our lord and lady see uh, and, and so they they had uh, uh, Domitian demanded worship he required worship but now in the meantime over in Asia Minor even under Nero in Asia Minor, the people where these churches are located, uh, uh, the people had already started worshiping Rome, not the emperor, but Rome, because they felt uh, that is their worship was in the form of gratitude. They were so grateful for Rome; they had given them so much, they had kept them alive. In other words, the uh, Asia Minor was uh, had the was the first WPA relief role. They they got it from Rome and they liked what they got and they just wanted to show their appreciation and they started building temples all over Asia Minor. Ephesus was a city of emperor worship. They built uh, temples there to worship the emperor of Rome, and uh, uh, but they didn't. Uh, the uh, The emperor of Rome didn't demand that worship. He liked it. Yes, Domitian especially. See. But, uh, it was only until Domitian that, the, that it was forced. And then the people that, uh, didn't, didn't worship over there, well, they marked them pretty well, you know, and, and, and uh, if they give them much trouble, why well, they thought they were being loyal to God because they, Rome was their God. Then their affection and their worship changed from the state to the emperor. To the man himself, see? And, uh, Alright, now what do you have? You in, in the book of Daniel you have a, a image. This gold, silver, brass, and iron and iron and clay, and you have a, a picture there that of this emperor, Nebuchadnezzar saying, Now, at the sound of the music you fall down and worship. See? Alright. Uh well, in in the book of Revelation you've got chapter thirteen, uh where you have the same requirements. And that this beast out of the sea, the Antichrist, this, uh, and last time I forgot it, I, I, I regret that I didn't include Second, uh, Second Thessalonians 2 in there with reference to the, the man of sin. I, 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 it just slipped my mind because I wanted to present those articles. But anyway, uh, uh, this, uh this is the same man. This is a man that's going to rise and uh, he's a, a political leader. But he's also satanically inspired, he's, uh, he, 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 he's religious, uh, he, he's greedy, uh, to rule the religious realm. And he's got an assistant there called the false prophet. He's just a henchman. He just does whatever this beast wants him to do, see? And then this beast, this false prophet, uh, builds a great image, you know, to this beast. And, uh, and he has power to it. Call down a fire from heaven. Makes the image talk. Boy, he can really put on demonstration. and he does it. All right. Now, uh, so so now that in history, what I'm trying to show you is that uh, behind the writing of this book, to people that had experience with this type of uh, uh, type of living, this type of uh, emperors, and seeing this uh, worship. Of, uh, empire. And then a worship of, uh, the leader of that empire, that dictator. See? And then, when you get a message like, uh, the book of Revelation, well, who are you gonna say is the, uh, the beast? See? Who would you say would be the Antichrist? Oh man, were, you couldn't prove, you couldn't convince me that there wasn't a person living in those days that didn't believe that the Antichrist was, uh, uh, the Nero or the uh, Domitian or, uh, the, any of the other emperors that succeeded. Whatever time they were living in, when they re- when they would read this, or oh, they'd put that to the old, uh, to the emperor. And then when paganism was wiped away, and then was superseded by papal Rome, this, uh, then the people living on the papal room, Rome would see in that the, uh, uh, the papacy, as the beast. And Rome, the empire in which he ruled, uh, would be the false prophet. Or Asia Minor over here, which Asia Minor was, oh, whatever Rome did, Asia Minor would outdo it. They'd run over one another trying to be loyal to Rome. See? And uh, so that's why we have seven churches. We have this uh, book, I mean, from a human standpoint, see, addressed to the seven churches. All right, now if you if you were going to deliver this book to these seven churches in Asia Minor, you'd start with Ephesus and you'd go up and around and you'd come back. It'd be just about like an egg shape. It'd be almost a circle. All right. If you're going to, if you're going to believe in symbols and signs, all right, there's a circle, perfect circle. See, uh, that's a unit, that's a unit. All right, the seven of them, all right, that's a complete number. But there was Aeropolis over there, there's a the Church of Colossae, there was uh, maybe a church at Troas, I don't know, uh, could have been, and, but we know that, uh, uh, there were some letters written to two other churches, uh, in, within fifty years of these, and they might have been in existence then, we don't know. But anyway, he wrote to these seven churches. Alright. Now then, there's no such thing as the church in the book of Revelation. Uh, there's no such thing anywhere in the Bible as the church so-and-so. Or uh, referring to God's people. The church. Now, the uh, the churches as an institution are referred to in Matthew 16 when Jesus said, Upon this rock I'll build my church. That's an institution of churches. Of uh but there's no such thing as a now a, a, a sum total, an aggregate number, making up at any one time the church of God, the true church as you read it when you read dispensational literature uh and uh and also uh much premillennial literature and all millennial too, they'll refer to the church as though that it includes every saved a person. See. But now Jesus used the word. Uh, and he's the, uh, in this book, and he's the only one that did use it. Not one time is there any reference to any number outside of a assembly over in Ephesus or Smyrna or Thyatira or uh, I mean Pergamus or Thyatira or Sardis or Philadelphia or Laodicea. Now. Uh, I find it a good way to remember these names, if you to wanna to remember them easily and quickly. Uh, ESP, TSP, and then the last one is a lot to see. ESP, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos. TSP, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia. A lot to see. ESP, TSP, that's all. And then, uh, then you've got them. You never, you won't forget them. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.